Hi friends, Dr. Shelley here. Guess what? You're not going to believe this. I have another book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide. It will be out on December 8th and it's called Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories. So earlier in the 2000s, I wrote a book series, which I have discussed on the Healing Arts Podcast about a phenomenon I call Supretravi, Spontaneous Past Life Memories. This is when we're trying to mind our own business and yet we're hit with this picture, thought, or feeling about something that happened to us in the past. This was happening to me all the time while I was traveling to other places. And what I found through my research is that I truly believe this happens to every single person alive. The book has some incredible endorsements from people like Coast to Coast's George Norrie and others. And it would mean the world to me if you will go out and pre-order my book so that you can have it before the holidays when it comes out on December 8th. So check out Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories, now available in pre-order on Amazon.com. And thank you so much for your support. Namaste. You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Kerr. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So as you know, we haven't been getting out much in the last couple of years. And recently I ran across a good friend of mine who I have not seen since the early 2000s. We met at this amazing event called the International New Age Trade Show, which is held normally in person in Denver, Colorado every year, where all of the metaphysical store owners from across the country come to this event and they're trying to buy items for their shops. And so back in the old days, you'd stand there, sign books, there'd be like a hundred people in line. It was so much fun. <laughs> we were going to do it last year. It didn't get going in person. It wasn't in going in person this year either. 
And um, basically many years ago, I ran across my friend, Madeline Gerwick, who has one of the seriously, the best things that I've ever seen, which is one of the other reasons why, like me, she has just won another Coalition of Visionary Resources Award for her innovation in her astrology book. So these astrology books are incredible tools, which we're gonna talk about on the show, but bottom line is, what's up, Madeline? It is so awesome to connect with you. And I'm so glad that you're still putting this out because it's the best tool that I've ever seen in my life for astrology. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and the tool she's talking about is the good timing guide. <laughs> I've got it on my phone. Good. Yeah. And, and the good timing guide, I have been putting it out since 1997. You can imagine that. So it's been quite a while. <laughs> We're working on it for quite a while. And of course, it has evolved over the years from the original one to what we have been doing in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. And, uh, and it's just good to know good times to do important tasks and activities. Because <clears throat> although people who understand astrology may look at their own chart and say, okay, when would be a good day for me to do this? the person is not actually their project. Their project has its own birthday and it's based on the day and time that they choose to start it. And a start is something that has a consequence to it. Uh, you could just sort of toss out an idea to somebody, but if no action is taken on it, that's not a new start. You know, if everybody's going to cogitate about it and think about it for a few weeks, that's not a new start. It's when you something occurs to move the idea forward. So it becomes an approved project or you sign a contract or you buy something or you hire somebody or you buy an ad or something like that. <clears throat> there's an actual consequence where you're taking an action and there's an actual consequence. So when you have any kind of important task, starting a new company, introducing a new product, launching a website, any of those kinds of things, that's when it's really nice to know. Or just sending out a promotional email. How about right. nice to know when <laughs> it's a good time to send out a promotional email and, and get some responses. So when you have something like that going on, it's actually not your chart that's important. It's the chart of the time, the task, the, the actual time that you're doing it that just determines whether or not it's successful. You know, see, friends, the, the, the thing why this is so good, okay, is because astrology is complicated. And Madeline can tell you, it takes years of study. I like to dabble once in a while, but I don't know how to do that. And when you open her book, it just says green, yellow, red, green yeah. light, yellow light, red light. You don't have to be worrying about it it's just there you see colors then you know okay i'm gonna do this or wait a minute i need to go back to bed today this isn't gonna work you know or whatever <laughs> and you don't have to think about it and that's the reason why i think this is so amazing madeline so tell can you back up and tell us like how how did you get interested in astrology I know you've been doing this for many years I, oh, I it's, it it's a funny story i was wow. young i was in college i was waiting tables at a restaurant and this guy walks in, he probably watches me for, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then he says, I bet you're a Virgo. Well, I am a Virgo. <laughs> and so 
yeah, of course the guy was looking for, you know, a date, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so he told me he had this book, which he did, uh, that would tell me a lot about it. And so I went out on a date with this guy and I looked at this book and it was by Grant Lewis. So this is a very old book. It was probably written in the thirties. The guy was a genius. Um, the name of the book was Heaven Knows What. Oh, I know that one. Yes. Heaven Knows What. And so in the back of the book, you could go and look up your birthday. It had all these paragraph numbers in it. And you could read about yourself or you could look up your parents or your brother, sister, whatever, and, and read about them. And so I looked up myself and my entire family and I was blown away. I was studying science at the time. I was in medicine and all that stuff. And of course, I could not understand how this could possibly work. It didn't make any sense to me. So I had to know. <laughs> and I went back and, and started looking for astrology books. Well, there were only two in my town. So there was one, uh, Linda Goodman's Sun Signs. And, and then there was uh, the Astrologer's Handbook. Now, the Astrologer's Handbook was a real astrology book. It was probably, you know, 300 pages or so, right? Pretty thick book. And very technical, very technical. I, I read that parts of that book over and over again, trying to figure out what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, it was pretty, it was more advanced terminology than I could understand at that point. And then I ended up moving from New Hampshire to Seattle. And Seattle had an actual astrology bookstore. So at that point, I was able to get a lot of information about astrology and take classes and, you know, meet astrologers and <laughs> all that sort of thing. And, and so it just evolved from there. But yeah, it was, and, and I got my degree in economics, but what I discovered was that the, mm, a, a lot of the stuff they told us in our training and, and and I graduated like magna cum laude you know so I wasn't like the dumb head <laughs> you know so but a lot of it really wasn't real it wasn't truthful or it wasn't actual you know it was something that worked over one decade and it never worked again or it you know it was right. you know it was something that was um guessed basically, or estimated to be true, but it turned out not to really be true. <laughs> and so then, yeah, a lot of that stuff in economics. So then I started studying the, um, there are certain cycles that are associated with the economy, certain astrology cycles associated with the economy. So I began studying that and watching to see what was happening and going, oh my God, this is a lot more accurate than anything they told us. <laughs> and so that's, and, and then when I got out of the corporate world, I, you know, to become an astrologer, my primary focus was on businesses and economics, because that's where I came from, you know, was economic background in business. So <clears throat> it, it was just a progression. You know, it's, it's always a little path, right? <laughs> You're yeah. always on your own little path. <laughs> Right. Just going out on a date. You never yeah, know that can change just your life. Going out on a date. Yeah. Just yes. from saying yes to the guy who's who thought I was a Virgo. <laughs> yeah. 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 All that. Yeah. That so that's so what happens. 
there, there it is. That's how life unfolds. Yeah. This is incredible. Um, you know, I hadn't thought about really consciously what you were just saying a while ago also that when we're thinking about the activities, we're not needing to know our own birth chart. We need to know the chart of the day because I was going to ask you that, like, how is this going to work for everyone when we use this? I do sense that it works though. I mean, yeah, it works because, you know, there are timeouts and timeouts are time periods when the moon is not making any uh, aspects. It's not talking to any other planets at that point until it gets into the next sign, uh, whatever that's going to be. And, and when those timeouts occur, then nothing's going to come of it. And the best data point I can give you on that is back in the 90s, maybe very late 80s. Um, a group of astrologers, they randomly selected 1,400 businesses. And these were all bankrupt businesses. And they went and looked at all of their charts. And they wanted to know, is there a particular way to know when a company is going to go bankrupt? You know, like, is there a cycle that will identify a company that's going to go bankrupt? Well, it turned out that 100% of them started during timeout periods. 100%, 100% started during a timeout period. And so when, when you have a timeout going on, that's not the time to start something important, send out your promotional emails, buy an ad campaign, you know, hire somebody, you see, introduce a new product, et cetera, et cetera. And when I was working in the corporate world, we saw numerous times when these things really interfered big time. So for example, I worked for a really big corporation in test equipment and we were the leader in the whole world. We were the world leader in this type of test equipment. And one time we decided we were gonna change a particular product so that it would be more cost effective, right? You're going to save some money by, you know, making the manufacturing process a little bit different. Well, <clears throat> of course, no one knows about a timeout. Nobody's looking at that kind of stuff. And, and it got tested, it got signed off, it got implemented, and then they had to do an international safety recall an international safety recall by the top leading company in the whole world for this type of test equipment. And, and, you know, it just basically turned out that they had tested it during a timeout, signed off on it and had not tested it correctly. Oh okay. So they ended up, yeah. So they, Whoops. yeah, because you <laughs> to know, say the least. Yeah. So, so it cost them almost a million dollars to do that recall. So did they save any money? No. So this is when it finally dawned on me. Okay, we are the top company in the world in this type of equipment. If we can make a mistake like this, how many billions or trillions of dollars are being wasted every year on bad timing? And so what I discovered was that when there's a timeout, a lot of times we were getting these funny, um, you know, you'd be in a meeting and there's some piece of information that's missing, but you're being pushed to make a decision. 
Okay, so then if you make that decision, it's a timeout period. That's why you're missing the, the vital piece of information. You don't have it, okay? But you're being pushed to make it anyways, you see? So then we would make the decision and we'd say, okay, this is the best decision we could make right now. We, we, we'd get it going and all that. So you have a lot of people putting out time, money, and, and resources to fix whatever the issue is. And then you get the vital piece of information and you have to scrap everything you just decided to do. So that's what I finally understood was that you either misunderstanding or you're missing vital information. And if you had that vital information during a timeout, you would make a completely different decision. And what's the point? What is the point of spending time, money, and energy on a wrong path, a dead end path that you're going to have to scrap. See, so that's what I finally realized. And God, people need to know about this. I better write some way, way, put out a tool so people could know. Oh, here's a timeout period. Let's not do this. Now, I'll tell you one other timeout thing that happened that is really interesting. You know who Boeing Computer is? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean that little podunk company that nobody, yeah, knows. that little podunk company, yeah, that Boeing little itsy computer. bitsy thing, yeah. So they had, and of course, they they would uh sell their services to lots of other companies. And one point, this is probably golly, I, I bet this 15 or more years ago, they had two guys there at Boeing Computer that had my good timing guy, which is pretty unusual, I have to admit, pretty unusual. But these two guys had my uh, good timing guide when the whole system just got freaked out and, and messed up. And it was so messed up, they couldn't even figure out where to start untangling it. And the two of them noticed, hey, you know what? It's a timeout. And we're going to be out of this in about an hour and a half. Let's just wait. So what happened? They waited the hour and a half, and after the timeout was over, the computer system fixed itself. <laughs> Is that amazing? You know, I've sensed that with computers, even without the timing. I, I hadn't thought about looking at your timing guide for that. But yeah, sometimes, you know, it's better just to put your hands up and yeah. walk <laughs> Put your hands up and step away from the keys, ma'am, you know, and just do it. You know? Yeah, no kidding. Because there's yeah, no good so, that's going to yeah. come from frustrating yourself to death. But yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So see, they were missing information. They, they didn't even know where to look for the information of how to get started. You see? Yeah. But when the timeout cleared, then the computer cleared itself. So they didn't need to, and if they had tried to fix it, they would have messed it up even more so, right? So I know some family yeah. members who, you know, you've asked them to step away, they don't want to do it. So it's making me laugh, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. some people don't want to learn, Madeline, there's nothing we can do for them, but for everyone yeah. else, they need yeah. to get your book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's just a great tool to know. You know, there, there are certain days when there's a good final result for new starts. There are other days when things are never going to come together. They're, they're falling out. We, we show those as orange. There's other days where the final result is challenging. So you might get 50%, 70%. You know, if you're lucky, maybe you get 75% of the way there. You might, but you won't finish the way you wanted to. You won't get to the 
goal that you may have in mind, whatever that is. There's something that didn't work the way you wanted to. So wouldn't it be nice to know, oh, this day is a good final result. Let's, let's decide on this day. <laughs> let's approve it on this day, or let's introduce it on this day, or, you know. When I was uh, at that international test equipment company, I, used, I was in marketing of all places. So I was able to monitor all the product introductions. And every time they introduced a product during Venus retrograde or Mercury retrograde, their sales would be like 40% lower than they expected. Now, this is a big company. They're doing massive amounts of market research before they ever put anything together, you see. So this is not a podunk company. This is somebody that has, <laughs> you and know. Yet, they apparently yet, forgot the astrology. Yeah. And they, and you know, it just, and there are reasons why people just don't respond well to those kinds of time periods. During Mercury retrograde, everybody's going bananas because they're finding all their mistakes and <laughs> they're in crisis mode. So they just, they really don't have time to think about your new product or service. You see, they're, they're, they're stressed out, you see, and, and they may be on vacation or something like right. that, you see. So, so there's lots of reasons why people miss your introduction and so forth when it's Murphy retrograde. And Venus retrograde, they're likely to figure out, you know, I, I, that doesn't have the right value for me. It's either a price problem or it doesn't do enough for the price that you want to charge. And so you're better off just to find that out in beta testing and fix it. And if it's Mars retrograde, uh, <laughs> uh, one time that company introduced a product during Mars and Mercury retrograde, they only got 15% of their expected sales, one 5%. So they were 85% low, a total bomb. So I'm just telling you, when some of these inner planets are retrograde, they're telling us to do something different. It's not negative per se. They're just telling us to do something different. You know, Mars retrograde is time to do your strategic planning for the next two years. So mm. just stop for 10 weeks and, and do your strategic planning for the next two years and, and think about what you want to do and who you want to do it with. and 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 maybe get your first uh, step towards the how, <laughs> you know? And, you know, but when we try to keep moving forward and start new things during those periods, they just don't work out the way you're expecting them to. I had this one couple, they had, they had a big idea of what they wanted to do. And they said, well, we can't wait 10 weeks because Mars retrograde is kind of a long, 10 or 11 weeks. And, and so they came back to me after that was over and they said, you know, we jumped through all these hoops during the last, you know, 10 or 11 weeks and we're back at square one. We got nowhere and we will never do that ever again. <laughs> that's how we learn, <laughs> you know, you know, that's how we learn. So, and, you know, Mercury retrograde has lots of things that you can do. You know, they're great for reviewing ideas, decisions, fixing things, repairing things, reconnecting with old customers, old friends, family members you haven't seen in a long time. 
recycling stuff out of your closets that you never mm-hmm. wear or use, you know, that's, that's a, there's lots of great things to do during Mercury retrograde that we don't do most of the time. But we have this false idea that we need to go running down the highway of life at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> and we don't, we don't think about these, you know, putting these other pieces into the puzzle. But the universe thinks about those things and it gives us time to do them. And so when we run into Mercury retrograde, it wants to slow us down, you know, (laughs) that's what happens. We slow down, we run into frustration when we're still trying to go 90 miles an hour down that path. I have to say, um, I had the timing guide. Okay, this is this is going to this point is going to make a longer point to viewers, but so the, I looked at the timing guide. I needed to put something out. And yet, yes, I mean, it wasn't a train wreck. It wasn't a full blown on stop, but it wasn't a green light. I probably could have waited until the full green. But at this time, then I also have to consider, okay, every when I'm doing a creative project, if I walk away from it, then I have to come back into it. I'm not the same person. I'm not on the roll. So I had to just throw the dice and just do it anyway. Uh-huh. It was something I was finishing up during a Mercury retrograde too. So it was just, you know, it was this last Mercury retrograde. Oh, so, okay. So don't you agree though, that at some point, sometimes it just is what it is. Oh, or, absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. You just have to go with whatever the energies are at that time. Now the last Mercury retrograde was a little bit tougher than usual because it had Mercury squared Neptune the whole time. Now that cycle is notorious for confusion uh mistakes lots of mistakes you know because maybe you said something too vaguely not specific enough for somebody else to grasp what you were telling them and they go off and do something completely different from what you intended or they misinterpret whatever you said and so on a lot of that stuff happens during uh, mercury squared neptune and you can also get lied to and conned. Uh, those are the worst parts of it, you know? So <laughs> that can happen too. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, and there's always a spectrum, right? I mean, it's never, it's never just uh, positive or negative because, you know, you could, if you were in tune, start listening to your intuition more, right? right? That would be the positive use of that particular cycle. Uh, our particular culture is not geared to that. So it tends to be harder for most people because they're trained not to use their intuition. And so at a time like that, it would be very good to use your intuition because you're getting misinformation. You're more likely to be getting misinformation or misunderstand information So your intuition would kick in and say, I think that's not right, or we better double check that, or (laughs) you see, but you don't, you know, if you're trained not to use it, then you'll override it with, oh, I'm sure the guy told me correctly or whatever, you see. Yeah, I always use my intuition. So in this case, I realized it wasn't the greatest, but Mm -hmm. I then I do like a muscle testing process. And then I said, okay, because I mean, there's a, a wait to waiting to do it when I'm in a totally different mind frame or just going right. ahead now. Right. And I still got a positive muscle test. So I was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and go with it anyway. Right. But I was just saying, you know, along those lines also, I wanted to mention 
um, I've known some Vedic astrologers as well. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. I finally had to stop kind of subscribing to the column because some of it, it just always sounds so much like I don't even need to get out of bed today. Oh, <laughs> I just wasn't sure, you know, that I could keep reading all that. I mean, I think to a certain degree, we still have to go out during Mercury retrograde. I mean, we can't oh, yeah, there's in bed with a pillow over our head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's important things to do during Mercury retrograde. So it's not like you're going to not use the time. You're using it differently. That's that's the key. Uh, because we don't typically clean out our closets and we don't. Right. Right. And, and other things of that sort. You know, we, there's always a time to do fixes and repairs. And that usually comes up during Mercury retrograde or shortly before or shortly after. Uh, Mercury retrograde. Uh, another time that comes up is when we have Mars retrograde uh, fixes and remodels will, will happen during that those time periods. But in general, you know, you want to be doing something a little bit different. And it's not that you can't put something out. You know, you might put out a blog, for example, or an article that is re-looking at something that people have forgotten about. Mm. See? That, yeah. So, so the energy is still important. It's not that you're going to stop doing something, but from a like a if you wanted to think of it as a daily plan, uh, it's easier to be in harmony with it than to be spitting into the wind. So, absolutely, that's how I look at it. Is it's nice to have the wind at your back, <laughs> you know, instead of yes. instead of in front of you, right? Yes. But yeah. So I know what it's like to have it in front. And I've learned that having it at the back is a little better. Yes. A lot definitely. easier. Yeah. A lot easier. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so when you, I, I guess you still do readings for people as well, correct? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I do it. I do consultations for both individuals and businesses. And I also teach prosperity training. Uh, we had a new book come out. Uh, recently called uh, Money is an Energy Game. Oh, yes. I saw that. And um, it actually, uh, it, it's a pretty uh, big book. It's got like over 100 tools and techniques for understanding how energy is impacting your money and, you know, and improving that uh, situation. So and it really is all about energy and astrology is just the study of energy cycles so and i co-authored that book with peg donahue and she's a feng shui expert so we we both come at energy from different directions but it's all it, you know basically life is about energy management right, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah so so that's just about managing your energy so you're more prosperous, healthy, and wealthy. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I'm thinking about that Tom Petty song, The Waiting is the Hardest Part. I think people <laughs> don't want to wait, but a lot of life is about waiting. You know, a lot of life is about the space in between the big events, you know. Yes, and although so, the big events seem like they're coming a little faster now. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Yeah, in our book, there are a number of tools that keep you from having to wait so much. So there are, and we go through the science behind it and so forth. And we have uh, tools 
that are related to like we we do a whole section on taking an energy inventory for prosperity because your sleep will impact your money the food you eat will impact it if you get exercise or not will impact it you know if you're having uh, stressful conversations with people around you that will impact it and send it away and if your um, emotional patterns tend to be anxiety ridden or angry or uh, kind of frozen in the sense of not being able to take action, usually out of fear, then that's going to push money away. So at your spiritual practices, if you have none, that's going to be harder to attract money. You know, the words you choose, the stories you tell other people, true or not, doesn't really matter. The mm -hmm. universe thinks that you are asking for more of whatever you talk about <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> so, you know, if you're doing the oh, woe is me uh, story, which is pretty much training, uh, we've been trained that way, most people. Right. So, when you're doing that story with your friends or colleagues or family, then the universe says, oh, she wants more of that. They, from the universe's perspective, that's you stating your intention whenever you're telling a story. is Whatever you want more of is what you're talking about, you see. So the universe doesn't hear don't or not or any of those things, right? right? So that's exactly right. Right. So then, you know, it's, it's delivering to us whatever it is that we're talking about. So we have to be careful what we talk about and how we frame it so that we end those stories on a positive note of what we want to come out of that situation rather than, oh, woe is me, isn't that terrible? <laughs> we don't wanna do that. Yeah, exactly. That's not a good thing. That's, That's kind of a hypnotherapy thing. Also, you have to make sure that the subconscious mind doesn't understand the word no. So That's true. Say no all you want. It's not hearing it. So like you said, right. it's something yeah. that's not that, mattering that's, as well. Right, exactly. That's why when you say don't forget, the subconscious mind hears forget, right? It doesn't have a no. It doesn't have a picture of no. Yes, or don't right? lose your keys. You're like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is why you want to say remember, right? So yes, remember your keys. Yeah. I, I used to lose my keys in early very, very early chapter of my life. So I don't ever do that anymore. You know, you, brilliant. Eventually all of us learn, you know, new ways, hopefully. Yes, yes, that's right. We, we all learn how this thing works. Yeah, that's right. Earth. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And it's got its own little rules right <laughs> apparently yes and the yeah. quicker we can get on board with them the better the and easier your book definitely helps with that speaking of something you you touched on just very briefly so you talked about countries having economic cycles and things that could be tracked through astrology and i was just wondering what you think about this wacky um world that we've just been living through and what's coming up for the country as we go through some what I can see as some economic challenges right now? Okay, that's, that's a really good question. Now, in December, on I think December 21st of last year, we started a brand new economy. Okay, so this economy is gonna last 199 years. And back in 1842, we started a, an, what we call an earth economy, meaning 
agriculture and manufacturing services and financial products, basically those kinds of things. But now we've moved into an air economy. So this is all about technology and relationships and data information and transportation. So it's not that we're gonna stop growing food or we're, we're not gonna stop manufacturing, but we're gonna incorporate these new elements into what is existing. And, we're, and this is where the growth is gonna come in the economy. So right now, you're, and, and we've been switching over to this economy for 20 years uh, since 2000. And, and so we've got another 20 years of this transition before we are more fully transitioned over to this new economy. Now, it seems like a long time, but you know, back in 2000, when I looked at this and went, holy cow, we got 40 years of transition ahead of us. <laughs> And now we're down to 20, you see, so it goes fast. So the other thing about this is you have a lot of infrastructure, let me use that word, that has to change in order for the new economy to uh, fill in the places that it's supposed to be. So let's just think about possible futures. You know, could you have uh, a Jetsons car, for example, that runs on some, yes. right? <laughs> Tesla energy or free energy or whatever, right? Yes, you could have that, but you first have to build an infrastructure for it, right? I mean, when we switched from, you know, horses and buggies to cars, that was a giant amount of infrastructure. It took a long, long time to build that infrastructure, right? Oh, yes. Right, so you, you not only had to build cars, you had to build roads, you had to build gas stations, you had to have oil refineries to make the gas and on and on and on. And then eventually you built freeways or toll roads or whatever, <laughs> you know, but all of that took a very long time. That did, you know, that wasn't, uh, you know, five years, you know, that was more like 50 years. <laughs> right, or more, you know, to get to where you had actual highways. So, so you know, and it, and it progressed over that time. So you, your cars progressed, your trucks progressed, your roads progressed, the tires progressed, and on and on and on, you see. So you've got that situation going on right now. And that's, we have Saturn square Uranus, and this is, th these two planets are the rulers of Aquarius. Now, that particular uh, situation, uh, December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn met in the sign of Aquarius. So this actually was the beginning of the Aquarian age, but from a, just an economic point of view, for the next 199 years, this is an air economy, and here we are trying to incorporate new technologies into the economy where there are not existing infrastructure to, to support them. So right now you're in the process of going through the whole changeover so that people will have you know, a bridge <laughs> to, the, to the next type of technologies. You know, so they're talking about like having an electronic car, but we have nowhere to plug it in, for example. Exactly. 
And we're working there on there are massive problems with electric cars, right? Because the batteries are extremely detrimental to try and get the 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 metals that support those batteries out of the earth. So there are massive issues with certain types. You know, we're trying to do what biofuel, but what what is, you know, Europe has cut down a lot of their trees so they could plant soybeans for biofuel. Now, does that make any sense? Of course not. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No. no. But so I'm just saying, you know, the whole sort of green movement is off track, you see, because a lot of the things they're trying to substitute when you actually look at the whole process, it, it doesn't work. It gets worse. So Do you, you feel like to, their souls are kind of just hearing the call of this new air economy and they're just wanting to do that. And then that's at least they, you know, they want to go in that direction, but they don't yet know what the right tools or what the right technologies are. Right. And, and, and let's face it, we've had lots of great technologies suppressed and withheld from us for decades, you know, so, mm -hmm. so will we be able to get those new technologies? Yes, at some point we will. The question is how soon will we demand that they be released, <laughs> right? So, and so you know, you're saying this air economy is the next couple hundred years, basically. So yeah, basically 199 years beyond, unless a miracle happens beyond our current lifetimes. Oh, oh, absolutely. And so, so was the, so was the Earth economy. 1842 was right. when it started until wow. 2021. Uh, so, see, I mean, it, it, they last quite a while. So we hadn't had, I think, an air economy, I want to say, maybe the last one was around 1226 or 45 or something like that. I mean, it was wow. a long, long time ago. So in fact, last year, we had five very rare cycles, uh, cycles that had not occurred for hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, and they all occurred in the same year. So, you know, there's, there's right, you know, what's been going on in the last year and through this year, it's been unprecedented. Yeah. There's never been those kind of cycles before, all at the same time. So, so we're really going through a very historical time. And, you know, there's a lot of um, change that has to come out of this particular time period in order for us to get to our thousand years of peace. Right. So, yeah. So, the, and, you know, becoming more prosperous is one of the ways to be on the path to peace because people who are prosperous, they're not interested in fighting. They just want to go do whatever they want to create. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, good timing helps with that and the other tools we put together help with that and it, it's just a nice way for people to under start to understand the higher energies that are always impacting us at every level so absolutely yeah and the other thing about your books you are not um i know some of the audience is going to cheer but you are not on amazon we need to come not. to your website. <laughs> Some people are cheering right now, but um, I want you to give out your website, which of course we're going to have the links below, but tell us your website and how people can order Good Time oh, okay. and your other prosperity tools. Okay. Uh, 
they can go to polarisbusinessguides.com. That's P-O-L-A-R-I-S, just like the North Star. Business, B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S, spelled regular, guides, G-U-I-D-E-S.com. So polarisbusinessguides.com. And the money book is actually at moneyisanenergygame.com. It has its own website. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> but you can find it. You can find it on Polaris and it'll take you to the money book uh, site as well. So yeah, it will, it will give you... Um, there are actually a number of different tools. I write a good timing newsletter so people know what the bigger cycles are as well as what, when you're looking at the guide, you're just looking, you know, at, at you know, basically, you know, is it green, yellow, red, that sort of thing, right? It's just- Yes, there is. Right? Look. I yeah. can't show it because it's in my phone now. I have yeah, to say yeah. though, because I've known you so long. Back in the day, I had my book and now that it's in my phone, it can go wherever I go. Yes. And you know what? We had to stop making the app because we just couldn't, we couldn't sell enough to cover our costs. And we, we, you know, we tried it for four years and we just, we could not even make half of it back for the development costs. So we finally had to scrap it, but we'll try it again when we, uh, you know, I think people are more ready for it. We do have a digital we, we have a digital one on the um, computer. So you can get a digital version of it as well. And yeah, download the digital it to your that I have, I just put it on my phone. I just save it like a document on my phone and I can yeah, use it sure. there. So yeah, I yeah. don't know if people need an app. I don't, everybody needs an app. I'm just, maybe it's my generation. I just don't <laughs> need an app. I like the fact that I, I just download the document on my phone and I carry yeah. that around. Yeah, so yeah, that's works. easy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And so, so the whole idea is just to know what, when the universe is supporting the types of activities that you want to accomplish and be more successful at. And so that's what a good timing guide is for. And the newsletter tells you more about, you know, when it's yellow or green, you might want to know, oh, we got a great time period here for X, Y, and Z. Let's plan on that. So you can know that ahead of time. It's a quarterly newsletter. It comes out once a quarter. And then every week I send out an email update so people can kind of remember what's up. <laughs> every yes. time, you know, we, we don't have long memories anymore. People just don't, right? <laughs> yeah, it's that airy economy. I guess I'm and turn it into an airhead out here. I can't remember. I think it's all the technology and all the content that we're being shown. I think it's just um, making people a little more scattered. Well, and also your memories are electromagnetic in nature. So the Earth's electromagnetic field used to be stronger and that's what held memories in place was the Earth's electromagnetic field. So it's become considerably weaker in the last you know 25 or 30 years it's considerably weaker so you don't just see memory issues with people who are say 50 and older no 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 kids have memory issues for the same reason because their their memories are not held in place by the the field anymore so mm -hmm. you see so there's always going to be some signs that are better at memory than others 
but you know, in general, it, it impacts everybody. That, you know, having the field be so weak, the electromagnetic field of the earth. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but yeah, I can definitely see that. I was thinking more about just the general um, fracturing of our attention spans. Oh yeah, by that, all the input that doesn't help. <laughs> I mean, no, that that is really a challenge. Yeah, absolutely a challenge. I, I feel like some people um, experience unhappiness because we think we want all these choices, but we almost have so many choices that we can't process all of them, and so that puts people. It, even myself sometimes in limbo i think that creates actual dis-ease rather than peace you know yes because then you you're you're frozen because you don't know what to do next ah, yes mm -hmm. it's like constantly being at the all-you-can-eat buffet with your favorite meal and you just can't pick which one you want you know <laughs> Something. Yeah. yeah so so that's where um it helps to be focused on one task at a time I know everybody's really into multitasking, but actually the Germans discovered a very long time ago that people are much more productive when they have one task in front of them. And they used to require all their workers, their assembly workers to finish each task before the next task could begin. They would even be required to clear their workspace before they could get the next task. So. And, and that was when people were the most productive, when they had one task in front of them. So we've been sort of trained, if you will, or programmed to, to multitask. But like you say, it fractures people's focus. And that's part of the challenge of having memory. It Absolutely. Is, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it yeah. takes... I don't know, because I have, you know, I write a lot of different books. Um, and so I have to lock up and just do them one at a time. And you do, you have to shut off the outer world. But I, I feel like this newer generation just hasn't ever been taught that and doesn't really have that opportunity or, I mean, they do, but I don't know. It would just be- They don't take it. They don't take it. And it's kind of hard, I guess, when you have this, all these graphics and images coming at you, if that's all you've ever known, you know, I just think it's- right problematic yeah, in many ways yeah so, it is Absolutely. that's why i'm saying that i love about your book and your tools is because like i said we have so many things to do we don't need to think about this can you look at that chart that madeline <laughs> just showed up showed you yes we understand color you know we don't have to yeah. think about it it's wonderful yeah and then just follow that advice i i know that i've been using it for years and it works i mean it does work so and thank you for mentioning that because i know people who are always wondering, well, can it work for me? Because, you know, I have a different chart from somebody else, but it's really your projects that are having their own chart. It's really, right. that's what's really going on. So it really does make a difference to your projects and, and the tasks that you're doing. Because you are not your project, right? <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, no, we, we are not our project. Yes, thank That's you right. for that reminder. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to hear that today. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> we forget that sometimes. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, we aren't our work. Um, these are external things. And I, I guess I've always, even before I had your guide, though, there are just times when I go, oh, okay, I need to go take a nap or I need to go take a walk or, you know, just again, intuitively, I think we do get guided if we, again, are not so bombarded by 
externals that we can't listen to that. Right. There's just sometimes, you know, you can't fight your way out of a paper bag. So you That's just right. step away and stop. And then absolutely. To- and, you know, I, when I was a, you know, a teenager, I sometimes I'd ask my dad for help with some of the math problems. And he'd say, go do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Get to cleaning, Miss Lady. And, and of course, while I was doing the dishes, my brain would figure it out, right? Because you're, you're letting a different portion of your brain work on it while you're doing some other activity that is physically different. You, you know, you're not working the same part of the brain. So it gets out of the loop where it gets stuck. So there is a lot to be said for going off to take a walk or do something physical when you're stuck mentally. Or you just do something completely different. Go play a game with somebody or something, you know, go call a friend or something different that you're, you're not tied to that loop in your brain. So, yeah, it's very, it's very helpful to not be uh, stuck on just it, it, the, the kids, I think, look addicted to their phones. Yeah. Uh, not just the kids, <laughs> but not just the kids. Uh, you know, there's plenty of people our age that are addicted to them too. But I'm just saying they have grown up with the phone and, and it's always in their face. Right. You see, so it's harder for them than it was for us because we didn't, we weren't wired when we were five years old or something like that. Right. That was, wasn't an opportunity. Uh, fortunately for us. Thankfully, thankfully, thank you, Lord. Yeah. um, People are always shocked. I really don't go on social media very often. I don't don't have the ringer on, on my phone. I just never have it on. You know, I could be missing all kinds of calls. I I don't care because otherwise, how are people going to get anything done? You know, I don't get how anyone gets anything done really. Yeah. You have to, you have to block off time to do the things that are priorities for you. And, yeah. and that's important for people to think about. And, and that's also why it's nice to know when there's a timeout. Timeouts are great for brainstorming, reviewing things, you know, reading, you know, just getting in touch with intuitive ideas, things like that. They're, they're basically like gestation periods. You see, that it's not the time to have the baby. It's the time to sort of Think about, well, when the baby comes, what are we going to need in the nursery? <laughs> right. That kind of thing, you see. So, so it, it, it's a useful time. It's a useful time in a different way, just in the same way that Mercury retrograde is a useful time in a different way, you see. So if we know what time it is, what time it really is, you know, and we're in harmony with that, then we're not trying to push the river. Right. It's so much easier, so much easier. You know, when, when I finally realized the impact timeouts have on just business in general, just our daily lives, I was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. You know, billions, if not trillions of dollars lost, wasted every year on bad timing. 
It's an amazing point, and it is yeah. true. Billions and trillions, yeah. I guess I've come to kind of embrace Mercury retrograde. I just, you know, I do the cleaning, and it is amazing what you can get out of a good cleaning once in a while. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. yeah, because whenever you're doing cleaning, you see, you're, you're getting out the stuck energy, right? Right. Right. And, and so things open up. And, and one of the things, of course, being a Virgo, <laughs> I, I notice that I'm very sensitive to when something needs to be cleaned. So I don't want to look at chaos. I don't want to look at disorder. I don't want to look at dirt. I don't want to look at dust. And, and how I feel when I walk into a room that needs cleaning or organizing or, you know, decluttering is I feel like I'm walking into a room where a hundred gnats are, you know, <laughs> attacking me. And so it's distracting to my energy to have a yeah. bunch of, right? That's, that's really what's going on. It's distracting your energy and it depletes your energy kind of in the same way that dust depletes the beauty of your furniture. It's very slow and it's very um, subtle. You don't notice dust right away. It takes, you know, you can walk in a room and you don't even notice that there's any dust. But one day you're going to notice, holy cow, <laughs> there's a lot of dust, right? And so, so, and so very, very gradually, the beauty of the furniture is being compromised. It, it's being covered up. And in the same way, the beauty of the room and your energy is being slowly and subtly depleted. So it's, you know, cleaning anything is a, is a great way to open up the channels for bringing in money. So it's a, it's a cleaning, decluttering. Anytime you have clutter hanging around, it's, it's stuck energy. It's just stuck energy. And you're, you're basically preventing flow from coming in and, and keeping the flow going. I completely agree. Yeah. So. I completely agree. I'm an Aries, so it's just, ah. it hits me in the face. And then I whirl around like the Tasmanian devil and get it done. <laughs> I get <laughs> on to the cool. next thing. So I do it differently, but yes, it does help. Definitely. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. Well, and, and Virgos have a tendency to uh, go from super clean to super chaotic. And then they'll go to the super clean side. See, so I've watched this yeah. with a number of Virgos. Yeah. I guess I have too. I know yeah. a lot of good Virgos in my life. So yeah. Well, and okay. they go back, they kind of go back and forth, you know, and, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say, we're either cleaning up or I'm moving out. <laughs> <laughs> There's choices in this world. I call it right. the, the filth threshold. So when I hit the threshold, then right. it's time to stop immediately. Yeah. And get the dust cloth right. out. Yeah. Or wherever. Yeah. Exactly. The, yeah. The garbage bags. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I do finally hit the threshold once in a while. But I have Everybody to say during COVID, I guess we didn't really hit that threshold because we had plenty of time for cleaning. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Yeah, well, and you had everything delivered to your house. So there are lots of boxes coming yeah, into the house, and yeah, it was, it was crazy. crazy. It was yeah. crazy. Some of the stuff. 
that has been going on is just absolutely crazy. But it is very helpful to understand that we're going into a whole new reality. Yes, very different from the one we've been in. And so, and, and you know, the Aquarian age has a lot of AI to it. Technology is, is very much associated with artificial intelligence. So the, the opposition to Aquarius is Leo. And what you have to balance is not just group needs, but you have to balance individual needs with group needs. So what you're seeing is, oh, your, your individual rights have to be taken away so that we can uh, keep the group safe. That's the basic story that we've been told. But <clears throat> if you look at the constitution, for example, the entire reason the constitution was written in the US was so people would have individual rights. So that is the Leo part of the opposition to Aquarius. And they both have to be in balance or it can't work because you have to have the creativity of the Leo side in order for the Aquarius group to have the progress that it wants to make. So you, you can't go into these new ideas and have actual you know, new ways of doing things unless the individual is able to create. And the individual can't create if they're being stifled and their needs are being ignored at the expense of the group. So it, it still comes back to the individual, even though it's a, a group, um, you know, Aquarius is, is more of a group energy, but you can't make it work without the support of the individual. And so the individual is still key to the success of the Aquarian age. Wow, that is so interesting. Yeah. And that's what you're watching. <laughs> that's what we're seeing. Yeah, that's what you're watching. And, and so it's out of balance, you see, right. at the moment, right? It's out of balance. So you're going to watch people make their way back uh, into the individual rights because it has to be balanced out in order for things to work. Wow, that is absolutely fascinating. We can look out, I mean, and just you know, intuitively understand we are living in very interesting times. Um, very so interesting times. Yeah. I was on a show this morning and we were talking about just, you know, we can be panicking or we can say this is a disaster or we can say, you know what, this is fascinating and it's interesting. And, you know, there, there's a lot to love here. It, it is a little messy. Okay. But, you know, we're moving forward. <laughs> I still have to believe that good things are coming, you know? Exactly. And <clears throat> You know, we do have a number of war energies coming this year. And of course, the war that we've been having has been what I would call covert. So you don't watch the war in the news. You don't see troops on the streets. You don't see that kind of war because it's a different kind of war. You have, you have countries that are, you know, attacking power grids or they're attacking water plants or they're attacking... Yes the oil and gas companies or whatever is providing infrastructure. And most of that is privately owned, you see. So it's a very different type of war that's going on. And 
people have to become aware of the war. And this year we have Eris square Pluto, which is, Eris was the goddess of war and chaos. She's the one who single-handedly started the Trojan War. <laughs> so <laughs> she's kind of a, uh, quite independent, of course, but also uh, very uh, challenging in terms of the energies. I used to try and figure out what was going on whenever we'd see these terrorist attacks. And, yeah. and sometimes we would see terrorist attacks every single day and I'd say, okay, show it to me in the chart. I wanna see it, it's gotta be there or it couldn't exist. And that's just the way it is. So I would look and look and look. And when I finally put up Eris, it was Uranus conjunct Eris. And that happened for a wow. long time. And we had terrorist attacks all the time. So now Eris is square to Pluto. Now Eris being, you know, very small in comparison to, you know, most planets only gets a one degree uh, range or orb. And so... <clears throat> When she's within one degree of another planet or an aspect to a planet, that's when she starts uh, becoming active in what we would see as uh, challenges in our culture or you know, events happening. So that, that is coming within one degree uh, this summer and into the fall. And it gets super, super tight uh, in September and October. So <clears throat> I, I do think we'll see a lot more challenges in terms of, you know, are we gonna have individual rights? Well, we'll have to have them or we can't balance out the Aquarian age and make it work, you see. Mm. But uh, so, so what you're watching is, you're, you're watching a war that is basically trying to remove individual rights. And that's probably not going to happen in the U.S. But if it did happen in the U.S., that would mean all the individual rights in the whole world would go away because the U.S. would have failed. So I don't think the U.S. is going to fail in that regard because you got people who've been basically raised from the get-go with individual rights. And they're not usually going to be willing to give them up. Now there, there are, you know, possibilities that, you know, perhaps the people have been mind controlled enough that they're willing to give them up or ignore them. Uh, and that is a possibility. I, I don't know what percentage of the population would just be happy to give up their individual rights. But in America, I think you have a substantial portion of people who are not willing to go down that path. And that's your counterbalance to the Aquarius uh, sign that you have to have in balance. So you can't have one way or you can't have it all one way. It has to be balanced. You know, both sides. You have to have both the group and the individual. And you can't you can't keep the group going unless the individual is going. Because right group is made up of individuals so you know it's not going to work <laughs> you know if you can't you know if you can't uh, support the individual then you can't support the group right so you're right. saying i guess yeah i guess i feel there's tension i mean i don't come to it the same way you do but i have felt that we're going to be into some interesting energies through the end of this year so how long do you say this 
Eros energy is around this square that you're talking. Well, Eros is probably there, I think, through the end of, at least through the end of October. Oh, okay. Um, I think after that, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's going to go into early November or not, but at least through the end of October, uh, it will be there. And, and so, so you could have things be a little more um, tense and volatile uh, during this sort of summer into fall period. And hopefully things will smooth out a bit, but, you know, until you've you're going to have this kind of tension going on one way or another right so yeah it's just, it's just a, you know because we're transitioning see so and we're transitioning from an era where other people controlled everything to an era where we're going to eventually have a thousand years of peace well you're not gonna get, <laughs> you know, one doesn't lead to the other, right? <laughs> There's something in between. Something in between, yeah. And and it takes a fair amount of concerted effort uh, on the part of a large number of people to push it in the right direction towards peace. And and that might mean that your people that are controlling things are not gonna be there. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know how that happens, but that's certainly one of the possibilities that, that could happen or might have to happen in some way uh, in order for us to get to the thousand years of peace. So we'll have to see what occurs, how it, what the uh, process turns out to be, how it unfolds. But certainly the most interesting time period on earth is right now. <laughs> that's the way i choose to look at it i just say wow these are interesting times very interesting yeah yeah exactly and so friends if you want these interesting times to be let's say less interesting and slightly more predictable then you definitely need to get this good timing guide i'm telling you seriously i've used it for years and it's actually one of the best tools that i have for dealing well, with reality you. thank you <laughs> i'm glad you have enjoyed using it and found it I have useful. definitely have and madeline it's a joy to connect with you and hopefully next year we'll get to go to the trade show in person oh that would be so much fun yes that would be so much fun yes 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 so hopefully i will see you there in person yes that would be amazing it would be yes and just wishing you continued to success in all you do. I know you you print these out and you prepare them for 2022 and people can yeah. still get the 2021 so that they oh, can yeah, you get the out of this year. And the 2022 will be Woo! here. Because we got to get ready for this, folks. Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, a couple of months, couple of months. Usually we get them in August. Okay. Uh, they, they usually come in in August. And Perfect. there have been some delays with shipping and things like that. So I don't know if will for certain happen in august but usually we get them around then okay that yeah. sounds great yes we will look forward to it so and the can... the digital one is already available for 2022 the Woo! online ebook yeah that's already available oh good because yeah. we're gonna have to start making plans for next year now yeah absolutely yeah it's already Obviously. half the year is over right 
That's right. It's time yep. to start looking into the future now that we're out of our houses. So yep. Thank tough. God. <laughs> yes. Thank God. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was a joy to have you and friends definitely check it out and let's just embrace these interesting times together and i will see you next time on healing arts you've been listening to healing arts with dr shelley care visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on youtube at pastlifelady or connect with me on facebook at Past Life Lady.